0: Hello everyone, thank you for tuning in, this is INT Japan. Today's topic is about pet shops in Japan, or rather the dark truths that many people choose to ignore because of how gruesome it can be. 今日のトピクは日本のペットショップについての恐ろしい真実。それでは始めましょう。2020, so a surging number of pets sold in Japan. The lockdown caused by coronavirus forced us to stay home and isolate ourselves from the outside world. No company, no human contact. Many of us who cannot bear another second without a company turn to pets whether it is to adopt or to buy. Unfortunately in Japan, however, most people opt for the latter. According to the Japan Pet Food Association, The number of new pets in 2020 increased by roughly 15% for both dogs and cats. And naturally, as demand goes up, so do the product's prices. In Japan, there are still a high number of pet shops. Most of these shops offer purebred dogs and cats at astronomical prices. Some go as high as 2 million yen. These animals go through stringent DNA testing and very selective breeding ones that don't make the cut, go out. One of the most common questions when it comes to pet shops industry is What happens to the unsold animals? Where do they go? The short answer is, they get sold elsewhere, mostly to breeders to be used as breeding dogs and cats. According to Japanese law, if the dog or cat is over 9 months old, they can give birth, and therefore they can be used for breeding. Getting a pet is not the same as getting new clothes. It's a big decision and it's a lifelong commitment. So naturally, not every animal in the pet shop is lucky enough to go home to a loving family. And let's face it, most people prefer the puppies and kittens to be as young as possible. Of course, there is a law in Japan that dogs can only be sold after they reach 56 days old. But there is no strict law about what should be done if the animals are unsold. And this is when the story gets darker. I've been to a few pet shops in the past. While the puppies and kittens look cute and all, I can't help but wonder if anyone would feel happy being locked up in a cage. In Japanese pet shops, puppies and kittens are usually displayed inside tiny glass cases. Most of them are separated from one another beneath each glass case you can see the information about the puppy or kitten the price the breed date of birth and payment options imagine if an orphanage adopts this method and display kids behind a glass case and a price tag underneath that would be a global outrage of course being displayed in small glass cases is the least horrific thing in the pet shop industry A former pet shop staff in Saitama Prefecture decided to speak up in an interview about the cruelty he witnessed during his time at the major pet shop chain. He said, at the back of the store, there is a backyard that customers cannot access. Dogs and cats that are scheduled to be displayed in the store are waiting there. In order to keep them calm, they are fed various chemicals and medicines. A few of these animals sometimes get sick or exhausted, such animals are put in a corner of the backyard and left alone. When the staff asked if he should take them to the vet, the store manager would coldly say, "Mm, it's going to die anyway, so leave it alone. And inside this inaccessible area, there is a big refrigerator. You can guess what I'm going to say. And what you're assuming is probably right, this refrigerator is where they keep the dead animals that don't make it, the puppies and kittens that get sick and left alone. When the refrigerator is full, it is emptied. No one knows where the manager takes the dead animals. When it comes to selling pets, there are strategy manuals that staff usually have to follow. If the mother is the one in control of whether or not the kid gets a pet, the staff is encouraged to shower the mother with compliments. Staff are told to tell the mother about the educational value of raising a pet for children. If the one in charge is the father, then the staff are told to tell him about the connection between pet ownership and social status. No, the staff doesn't make personal recommendations unless asked. As a dog owner, I've learned that some breeds may be unsuitable for people. For example, I love huskies. They're cool, hilarious, but excessively loud. My personality would clash with them as my energy level is nowhere near theirs. I'm not as active in general, so I wouldn't make a good husky owner. In pet shops, customers usually pick the cutest dog or cat, and they tell the staff, hey, I want this one and the staff will get the paperwork ready without question. Even if the customer was 90 years old and carrying an oxygen tank. It doesn't matter, as long as they can pay the full price, then they can go home with the pet. It sounds absurd, especially with advanced countries like Australia and New Zealand already prohibiting sales of animals in pet shops. In Japan, unfortunately, many people still prefer to buy rather than adopt. And it's a big multi-million dollar business. The Japanese pet industry is a huge market that can generate sales of over 1.5 trillion yen annually. When I asked my students whether they have considered adopting a pet, they said not really. Why is that? One, because they want to raise them from puppies and kittens. Two, because they're worried about behavioral issues. If a pet is surrendered to the shelter, they assume these pets have bad manners or aggressive or things like that. And lastly, number 3, the adoption process for animals can be very strict. If you don't pass the trial period or the interview, then you cannot get a pet. Learning about the dark side of pet shops in Japan is like going down a shit-filled rabbit hole. I was curious about where these cute puppies and kittens come from. What I found left me speechless. So obviously we all know that pet shops get their animals from breeders, but not all breeders are good. In order to save money, some breeders would resort to inbreeding. Some would neglect vaccinating them. Some would abandon dogs who can no longer produce puppies. Puppies who have defects could be killed, abandoned, or surrendered to the shelter. In Japan, there is a high demand for small dogs due to apartment regulations. Many apartments don't accept large dogs, the smaller the better. Teacup breeds, whatever that's supposed to mean, like Chihuahua, Poodles, and Pomeranians are at the top of the list. So breeders start forcing young dogs to give birth to litters and litters of small puppies. I imagine it's the same way for cats. I asked one of the staff at the pet shop why one chihuahua is way more expensive than the other even though they look the same to me. They told me that 1. The parents of the chihuahua are supposedly champions of something and 2. They are smaller. Ideally, people want their chihuahuas to be less than 2kg in weight. My chihuahua is 5kg so he was considered a reject. Many breeders also take puppies and kittens away from their mothers as young as 2 weeks old, which is technically against the law. But the pet shop business has found a way to get around this, you see. You see, by the time the puppies arrive at the pet shop, they would be 2 months or 3 months old. So why were they taken after 2 weeks? Well, the answer is that they are not taken directly to the pet shops to be sold. Instead, they are shipped to some kind of private auction attended by people in the pet shop businesses the puppies and kittens are then placed in boxes that would go around on a conveyor belt think conveyor belt sushi restaurant and people would bid for them the highest bidder wins the sold puppies and kittens are then transported to the pet shop to be sold to customers sadly many of them die during transport because they're way too young to survive the journey And how do they get away with this? Simply by reporting these dead animals as missing instead of dead. In Japan, animal rights are not as progressive as an animal lover would expect them to be. Based on a website called Power, according to the Ministry of the Environment in 2014, over 46,000 dogs and cats are legally killed at the Department of Public Health called Jichitai, local animal shelters, and animal welfare shelters in just six years between 2009 and 2014 roughly 1 million dogs and cats which included both strays and one surrendered by their owners or breeders were taken to so-called dream boxes where they face an inhumane death by gassing. they make it sound like the animals are simply going to sleep and i'm sure this is how they advertise it But in reality, it's a process that can take 10 to 15 minutes before they die. In many cases, all sized dogs and cats, whether large or small, are given the same amount of gas exposure. So some animals may suffer longer than 15 minutes. Apparently, gassing is relatively new. In the past, they used to use injections. But as the impact of euthanizing animals was too traumatic for the people, they changed to gas instead. I sympathize with the vets who are in charge of culling these abandoned animals because after these animals have been put down, vets are required to check them by hand one by one to make sure that they are really dead. Surely enough, many vets suffer from psychological distress. I'm sure you don't become a vet because you hate animals, it's usually the opposite. You have the idealistic dream of saving as many animals as you can. Instead, the government tells you to kill them in order to control the population and free up some space in a shelter. What's even crazier is that before the animal law revision in 2013, pet owners could legally surrender their unwanted pets at Jichitai. It can be hard to imagine, but the Jichitai had trucks going around collecting unwanted dogs and cats in some cities, like a garbage collector. Luckily, that's no longer allowed. Owners are now encouraged to look for another family to give their pets to instead of relying on jichitai. But as I mentioned before, not all owners are willing to take the long way around and do the responsible thing. Statistically speaking, the number of cullings has decreased in Japan, but it's not because of what you think. After the Act on Welfare and Management of Animals was amended in 2013, government-run shelters can refuse to take animals in if there are no good reasons why they should. So many shelters are taking in fewer animals, therefore leading to lower figures on the spreadsheet. As a result, many pet dealers will have a backlog of unsold pets, and this is where the so-called collectors come in. For a sum of money, these collectors taking the unsold pets resell them to breeders or laboratories. In 2014, the year after the law was amended, you know, the law that encouraged pet owners to be more responsible and caring towards their pets, police found the bodies of more than 40 small dogs in the riverbed of the Kinugawa River in Tochigi Prefecture. Eight of them were still alive. If someone thought of doing this, who's to say that no one else did? How many dead bodies of puppies and kittens are actually lying deep inside Japanese forests and mountains? How many of them were buried alive? Many people choose to buy their pets because it's hard to find puppies or kittens at the shelter. But that's actually a misconception. As a matter of fact, a lot of stray kittens are brought into the shelter each day as stray cats are usually left alone. Dogs, on the other hand, due to their risk of developing rabies, have to be caught and taken in and that's why there's almost no stray dogs around and that's one of the reasons why japan has been a rabies free zone for decades before the revised act on welfare and management animals was finally passed into law in 2013 most owners who surrendered their pets had a lot of excuses with the most common being inconvenience that's right This includes the owners moving into a new place where pets were not allowed, watchdogs becoming useless because it's getting old, the dogs won't stop barking, the owners have some financial issues because they don't realize how expensive it is to own a dog or a cat, and also, as they get older, dogs and cats stop being cute. I don't know about this one because even though my dogs are getting older, I still think they're cute as hell. Some owners also surrender their pets to the shelter because they don't want to witness their pet's death. While it's a logical excuse, it's an immoral one. The last thing your pets want to see before they go are not a bunch of strangers. They want to see you, and you as the owner have the duty to see them off. They're family, and for the years of happiness that they've given you, you owe them a proper farewell, no matter how painful it is for you. Now, abandoning animals have become a punishable crime in Japan. If caught, you may face up to 1 year in prison or a fine of up to 1 million yen. Unfortunately, people still do this anyway because being brutally honest, the law enforcement is not going to expend their energy and limited resources to check on every pet owner. I had to report one of my neighbors once because I felt they were mistreating their dog. Their dog was so thin and he was kept on a short leash outside. He could barely run around and he looked miserable. But when the authority came to check on him, they told me there's nothing wrong with the dog. Since the dog is vaccinated and rabies free, there's nothing they can do. It was one of the biggest letdowns I've ever experienced in Japan. I still think about that dog and how tempting it is to just kidnap him in the middle of the night. Take it from me. Raising dogs require a lot of sacrifices, expensive vet bills, lack of freedom, and heartbreak are some of the things you have to keep in mind before you get a dog. If you have other priorities that may take you away from your pets, then you really shouldn't get one. When my dogs died, I couldn't eat for a week. I'd cry myself to sleep and wake up crying again. I kept thinking, if I had done that, if I had done this, my baby would still be alive. Until now, I still can't look at the pictures of my dogs in my phone, because every time I look at them, I still feel that tinge of pain in my chest. It's been 3 years, but I still miss them every day. I don't regret having dogs, even though watching them die kills me every time. Their love is so unconditional, and they are grateful for every single thing that you give them. Even if it's just some food you accidentally drop from your plate, for them it's like, oh my god, it's the best day ever! Every time I buy my dakshun a new ball from the Hyakuen shop, she gets really excited and starts stomping her tiny feet. That joy on her face makes everything worth it. In the ideal world, everyone would adopt stray dogs and cats and pet shops would disappear. But that's unlikely to happen anytime in the near future. So the best thing we can do for now is support the organization that are supporting these changes. For those of you who are interested in adopting dogs or cats, there are a few websites that specialize in animal adoptions and this is not limited to dogs and cats. There's fish, turtles, hamsters, birds, you name it. I will write the website names in the podcast description, so please check them out when you have time. I know I keep going on about my dogs, but I honestly think life is better with them in it at least more colorful. They definitely teach me to be grateful and be happy for the small things that we do have. As always, thank you for listening. If you have any suggestions or if there's any topic you'd like me to cover, feel free to message me. See you next time!